What's up, everybody? This is Joseph for the Peaked in College podcast. Geeked in College. Geeked in College. You know what I mean. Um, find me on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music or Amazon Podcasts, whatever they want to call themselves. And I think that's it. So today... Much like the past like three or so days, I've been feeling really purposeless. And I think it has something to do with the fact that my two month vacation to Japan uh, got canceled by my airline. And although I'm going to get a full refund for that, and that's great, and part of me actually feels good that I'm going to be able to use those two months not vacationing and instead working which can go towards my student loans. Uh, I'm still left with, like, a bittersweet taste in my mouth. And I think it has something to, like, it's related to the feeling of purposelessness that's just kind of waning on me, that I'm trying to explore. When you have feelings that are, like, they don't seem like that big of a deal in the moment, but overall they they have a big impact on your life, purposelessness, overall purposelessness, you really need to find some time to stop and actually explore that question, which is like, okay, how do I do that? Ask yourself why you're feeling this way. How could you possibly be feeling this way? Even though you have this, this, and this going on in your life, how come you feel like this, this, and this? And man, like just for like the first 15 minutes this morning, I was doing that. And then I was like, wait a minute, I have a podcast. I can just talk about this on the podcast instead of just talking to myself normally, which is also fine. Um, and I just wonder, like, I'm going to be done with college in two months. But then I don't really have some direct plan for what to do for the rest of my life. Like, I know what to do for the next, like, five years or so. And I guess I could still teach breakdance even for another 10 or 15, but my heart always, my heart always lied in counseling and in psychology, and I find it, I find that very interesting to me, but then I think of what it would take to become a counselor, and I'm like, that's another two years of school, that's another two years of, 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 of loans that I'm probably gonna have to take out, I ain't getting a scholarship for this shit. I'm sure I can tell you that. And so, even though that would be something I I could see myself doing for the rest of my life, counseling, but man, maybe like once, once, once the like, this semester's done, this school is done, I'll spend like maybe five years just like living my life and then, and only then will I be like, eh, I could go back to school, right? Then I'll be re- refreshed, recharged after having lived a full life, like, like a more, a more full life, sorry, fulfilling life. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in critical, I'm in critical mode right now. In a few days, I really need to go to Costco. I'm just looking over to my right, where I usually have like a huge ass thing of seaweed. No seaweed there. I'm running out of ginger. 
and I'm on my last carton of eggs. But it could be worse. I could be in Ukraine. Things could be a lot worse. Oh man, what was I gonna say? Um, I have a cousin who does art, and we were talking about the the term no fly zone, which I haven't heard since like I think maybe two thousand and eight. I have not heard the word no fly zone in a very like the, the the concept in a very very long time. Even though I don't want to make any jokes at the expense of like the war that's going on between Russia and Ukraine, which I'll get into a little bit. Uh, I did think it was kind of funny that when I thought of no fly zone. I was like, yeah, there aren't, I wouldn't think there are any insects that are able to live in Ukraine. It's cold as hell. When it's like below 50 in Houston, I don't see any insects. I don't see any flies. Right? All it takes is like less than 50 degrees and then every, every insect suddenly either dies or migrates. Or, or they do what like mosquitoes do and they kind of like revert back into an earlier life stage. And they revert back like into a larva or like an egg or something. What if we do? I mean, actually, <laughs> we. I was like, what if we do that? And I'm like, well, we all have our days <laughs> where we revert back into being an annoying, annoying little shit of a child. We definitely have days like that for sure. Every bridezilla ever is definitely reverting back into some kind of stage where they're. Um, they're using defense mechanisms that may have, may have like f- flown uh, when when they were a child, right? Their parents tolerated it and put up with it, but now, like in their thirties and their forties, whatever, like you do that at a wedding, it's like no, that behavior won't fly. Uh, uh-uh, no fly zone, <laughs> no flex zone, <laughs> no flex zone. Um. But yeah, now these days, what, let's see what, it's been like two weeks or so, right, since the, the, the attack and the invasion has started. About a million people have, a million refugees have gone straight to Poland. Some of them have gone to Belarus, Slovakia, um, or is it Slovenia? Anyway, I'm being told that this is the greatest... Mass refugee like migration since World War Two, and not only is Europe pretty uh, pretty heavily dependent on Russia for its energy, but now uh, Europeans have to handle all these refugees that are coming from 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 Ukraine, and I just wonder how they're all like how they're going to handle that. And my heart goes out to them. Us, on the other hand, literally the U.S., us, um, I think 8 to 10% of our energy is depend like we're dependent on Russia for. So higher prices at the pump. Some people are freaking out about it. I'm like, eh, I just found a new job where I, I get to drive to one place, teach breakdance, and come back home. And it's like 20 minutes away. And I do that Monday through Friday, literally 10 hours of work a day. My life has become pretty good these days since I don't have to deliver if I don't want to. I don't have to have to do delivery driving. So, and better yet, totally random, total, total side note. 
while I was doing deliveries like two months ago before I got this new job, there is this like this Walmart rewards card that was just on the floor at one of the pumps that I was getting gas at. And I looked at it and then I put it in and I was like, holy shit, this thing has a balance. And now I just carry this random Walmart rewards card like for gas whenever I need to go and get gas. Fortune smiles upon the uh, smart asses like me, I guess. But yeah, anyway, it's it's been it's been real demotivating, given the uh, given that I, I can't actually take a vacation. I've never taken a vacation really in my life. I mean, I've I've gone camping once. I went to Austin for that, but. And then maybe like with my mom, I've I've had like maybe three vacations. Apparently my mom took me to SeaWorld when I was like six years old. I don't remember shit because of course, what child remembers anything at that age except for like the two things they care about, which might be like video games and like something they drew. Um, or like how happy they were when they got their first report card or some shit like that. I. I don't remember Shamu. I don't remember anything. Uh, I did go to Miami maybe two or three times just because the only reason was for for family, not to actually like. It, it was really more to check up on family rather than to actually vacation. But we still went to the beach. Other than that, though, never really. I, I never. I'm not a vacation kind of person. I guess I'm, I'm a total staycation kind of guy. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I had the money, I'd love to. I'd love to go and travel, and and be someplace for like a week. But whenever I get the money to to do something like that, I think of how much it is and how it's like uh, I could be putting this money towards something else, and I never splurge on myself with a vacation. Oh, you know what I do? Instead of making myself like build myself up to to look like this awesome like conservationist type guy with my finances and that's that's actually kind of bullshit uh if there's a sale on steam definitely 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 like i'm i'm all i'm all over it if if there's something that's on my wish list and i have like maybe like 102 games or something on my wish list i'm not gonna buy them all uh now uh but if it's at least 70 percent off I'm really looking at buying it. I won't buy anything unless it's at least 70% off. In rare cases, 50% off. But yeah, that's where my, my little splurges go to. These days, I'm a lot better about it because I've bought in so many games and still haven't played any of them. And I'm like, uh, I, I, I need to not just buy just to buy something. I need to like curb my Americanism just a little bit, my American consumerism, and just be like, look, play these games first, and then consider the, the rest of this stuff, right, because these deals will come around again, like, every year, but yeah, off topic, um, so basically what this means is, since I won't be going to Japan, uh, for, for two months this year, when I move, it's, all or nothing. It's fucking all or nothing when I move to Japan. So late September, early October is when applications for the JET program start. And 
I plan to apply with them. I don't think I'll do any other one. Yeah, really just Jet. Uh, just to be an assistant language teacher in Japan. That's the job that I'm transitioning to on the middle of next year. And so if I get approved uh, next June, I'll be moving to the city I've, that they've chosen for me. And, and I will be moving to whatever city they choose for me. Like, you get three, how do I put it? You get three uh, preferences for the city that you want to be in. And so for me, the first city is Sagamihara because it's close to Tokyo, but far enough away so that things are cheap and life is quiet-ish. It's like the suburbs, in a sense. It's like 40 minutes away or 30 minutes away. You're still pretty close to Shibuya. And then the next one is Yokohama because I have a friend there and it's still a very densely populated place. There's still going to be uh, breakdance studios there for sure and breakdance teams and, and crews. But I like Sagamihara because just 10 minutes north is Hachiolji and there's a uh, breakdance studio there that I want to teach at and train with. Now, if... If, if those two fall through, my last option, which I hate the idea of, but it's not the worst thing in the world. My last option is Sapporo, which is Northern Northern Icicles, Japan. And the reason I'm, I'm choosing that place is because that's the only place where I, I know for sure I have family. I have family in northern Japan, and being with them would probably honestly be a lifesaver in a lot of ways. They could probably walk me through a lot of things that that I need to I need to get through when it comes to getting used to Japanese life. And then the other part of me is like, eh, but, but if I live in like these other one of these other two cities like alone, then. Then I kind of learned trial by fire, and it's really like a whole new world, you know, <laughs> a whole new tax system, you know. And outside of that, though, I'm gonna make some cultural faux pas. I know that for sure. But living with my family would kind of be like having training wheels on. I guess it could be for for better or for worse. But I just know that I cannot live in 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 a city that that's that cold. I think that's that's really the main issue for yeah. Who am I kidding? That is the main issue. I I can't live in a city that's that for a lot of the year gets like below freezing sometimes, and it just gets in the the tens and the twenties. Uh, I'm talking Fahrenheit. I haven't. I haven't fully made the switch to Celsius yet. That's one thing you find out when you start learning Japanese and you realize you're going to move to a foreign country is you're like, oh shit, like I got to learn meters. I got to learn um, centimeters. I, I, I got to use Celsius. I got to use the other system that the entire rest of the fucking world uses. Like, ugh. How tall are you? Like I'm 5'10". No, really, how tall are you? Uh, let me get the fucking con conversion calculator on this bullshit. Uh, 178 centimeters. That's how tall I am. Ooh, that's tall. <laughs> Assuming this is come from like a Japanese woman, it's tall for, for Japan. Like, ooh, 178. Ooh. 
not about it's not about feet. It's not about inches, baby. It's all about the centimeters. All right? Does that mean oh. I have to measure my dick in centimeters? <laughs> it doesn't matter if I. Inches mean nothing to her. It's all about the centimeters. I should probably know that, like in the back of my mind, how how long I am in centimeters. Um, just 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 a random fact to whip out. As I whip out my, you know. Um, that being said, that pro- that probably has to do with my demotivation, <laughs> not the lack of centimeters I I, I possess. No, but. <laughs> but um, the fact that I won't be seeing Japan or, or being involved in Japanese culture or anything until the time when it comes for me to move. And I don't know if I'll be accepted for the JET program. I'd like to think that I have a good chance of getting accepted to it because, I mean, I understand Japanese at like a pretty strong N5 level. And I know a lot more kanji than someone who's N5 uh, knows. And, uh, well, okay. And I know lots of grammar that goes beyond just like the N5 or N4 level. Like, I've, I've been studying Japanese for like, what, 16 months now? I'm pretty, I'm decently well-versed in the language, although I need to get better with listening and speaking. Listening especially, though. And I'll have my bachelor's degree already by the time I apply. I might even have my TEFL certification, too. So bachelor's degree, TEFL certification. I'm coming from Houston, Texas, in America, where we speak clear American English. Um, I'd like to think there's a preference for us American English speakers, I would think. And then the interview that they do, if you're good enough at Japanese, you can do the interview in Japanese or they'll, they'll do the interview in Japanese. And like, if, if I complete a successful interview in Japanese, bro, it's over. Like I'm getting the job. Then the next question is, will I get to be put in the city that I'd like to be in? And when I looked at the numbers of the amount of ALTs, assistant language teachers, that they put in Japan in all these different cities, they were like, like a couple thousand in Tokyo, uh, maybe like a thousand and some change in Osaka. And trust me, I, I love the idea of being in Osaka. I'd, I'd like to move there, except the thing is, they speak a different dialect. And it's already hard enough to understand like normal Kanto Ben, like dialect, but Kansai Ben, as, as cool as it is, uh, it's just a whole another learning curve that I don't need to add when I'm already trying to still figure out how to do my fucking taxes uh, in Japan. And why there's a fax machine in every convenience store. And why I have to f- separate my trash into like burnables and recyclables. And I already know I'm just going to fuck it up, fuck up the trash system now with the way that I'm talking about it. Uh, so yeah, great place to visit. I don't know if I'd live there on, on like until I get comfortable with Japan after like two years. But yeah, at that point it's over. And like, oh yeah, there was one, there was one person that got put in Sagamihara. One ALT got put in, in the city of Sagamihara out of the thousands that applied and, and make it into Japan. I think it's 72,000 or so applicants uh, get put into the country. And only one of them was in the city that I want to be in. 
And I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know if that means, like, that I'll be a shoo-in. They're like, oh, you want to be in Sagamihara? Like, we've been trying to get people to go there for years. Nobody, Nobody's ever heard of it. Nobody wants to go. And I'm like, well, then I'm your man. I'm your man. But yeah, I guess part of me is just hoping also that I'll find different lines of work while I'm over there teaching English because after two or three years, that's pretty much all I have. Two or three years of teaching English as an ALT, if I don't figure something out by then, then I could see myself doing then some, some, some bullshit like cashier job or convenience store worker or like will be a janitor <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I, I really just don't see a direct immediate future beyond teaching English in Japan unless I'm allowed to teach breakdance at a studio and even then like that doesn't seem like stable work for the future um, but it does seem like passionate, rewarding work. Um, the other thing I had in mind, which I hope, is that, like, I get scouted while walking in Tokyo, like, or even in Sagamihara, too, where, where someone's like, hey, have you ever thought about modeling? Hey, have you ever thought about modeling clothes, modeling swimwear, um, or, or just, like, doing Shutterstock modeling, using your face, using your likeness, having you in different poses and, and like, in different environments, just, you know, being a nice-looking Western face for, for, for our company, right? That's my hope, that I get stopped on the street, uh, not because, like, someone's trying to pull me into their bar, and they're like, oh, oh, foreign customer, oh, oh, oh. we can uh, overcharge your credit card, right? right? No, not to get scammed, but to actually get an opportunity. That's the hope. And if that doesn't happen in two or three years, man, I don't know what to say. I could, I could find a talent agency, I guess. These are all things to keep in mind. Um, now that I've kind of talked this out, I feel a little bit more motivated. Uh, I still have some like final projects to do for some of my classes, so might as well knock those out early right now. And uh, this month is pretty special. March 24th. Yeah, it's actually my birthday. I'll be turning 26 years old. Oh, man. Like, I feel like this is my prime. And I'm kind of spending it... Kind of doing what I like. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm dancing. I'm studying Japanese. I live in the greatest apartment I could have ever asked for. But more than anything, I want to spend my 20s in Japan while I'm young... I want to, like, go out. Because I never go out to clubs. Not even here. I want to go out to clubs. I want to not drink that much. Because I'm really not a drinker. Meet tons of new and interesting people. Learn the language better. And really get close with the breakdance community in, in, in Japan. Period. I think that's really where I want to spend, like, the most... How do I put it? the most fulfilling years of my life. So the most fulfilling years of my life started about last year when I moved into this place. That's when it started. And it's going to go on until 
I guess my my early to mid thirties. Because at some point, my my main project is gonna be to stop and work on the video game that I have in mind. But I feel like if I wait more on making that video game, I'm gonna become too mature, and I'm gonna lose sight of that that inner six year old that made me like the video game that I want to make in the first place. That that made me like that that type of video game. I'm I'm being very vague about it. I'll get more into it in another episode. But uh, for now, uh, tell your friends and family. If, if you find this funny, maybe they'll find it funny too. Peaked in College Podcast, where I share personal stories, college stories, uh, jokes, and... Uh, oh, you know what? I'll leave on this note. I'll leave on this note. Really, really funny prank that um, I first saw on Reddit, but it's just been floating around in my mind lately. But anyway, friends and family, share. New episodes out on Fridays. Let me finish off with this. So there were two guys. This is a story. There were two guys. They were roommates with each other. I don't know if this is after college or what, but guy one has has a pet cat. Guy two has no pets. Both of them work. Guy one goes to work earlier than guy two. So when guy one would go to work, Guy 2 would still be at home for a little while before he went to work. And Guy 1 would come back, and first thing he would do is look at the litter box. And he would expect, you know, his cat to have shit in the litter box. One day he comes home, his cat doesn't shit in the litter box. And he starts to worry. Next day, Guy 1 comes back from work, there's shit in the litter box. He's like, oh... Oh, he must have been stopped up. Oh, okay, thank goodness. I was so worried. I, was, I thought I was going to have to take him to the vet. Guy 2 notices this and decides to pull a prank on him. So, Guy 1 goes to work one week. This is at the beginning of the week. Guy 2 takes Guy 1's cat outside to, to defecate. Brings the cat back in like nothing ever happened. Guy 1 comes back, sees nothing in the litter box. He's a little worried, but doesn't make anything of it. Next day goes by, guy one leaves for work, guy two does the same thing again, day two. Guy one comes back, nothing in the litter box. He's like, oh my god, is my cat stopped up again, right? Day three goes by, guy two does it again. Cat defecates outside. Day four, cat defecates outside. By, by day five, guy one is, is losing, is, is, is stir crazy, losing his mind so worried that like his his cat is is going through some trouble but he still can't take him to the vet yet because he, he's busy with work but and the cat looks fine the cat's not showing any issues of distress or anything meanwhile he's worried last day last day comes guy one leaves for work guy two takes the cat out to defecate brings the cat in Eats Chinese food in the afternoon and then Mexican food later on in the afternoon. Few minutes before guy one comes back from work, guy two takes an enormous shit in the litter box. <laughs> guy one comes back to find a human sized shit, a human sized sack of shit in the litter box right next to his cat who looks fine 
<laughs> and guy one loses it. <laughs> anyway, I always thought that was a hilarious prank. Uh, if I ever have a roommate, I might just pull that prank on a roommate one day. Uh, <laughs> I just think that's a really great idea. I haven't found a funny way to actually deliver that story properly. Just because, like, as it's going on in my mind, I'm like... And he takes a huge shit in the litter box. <laughs> but anyway, that was all I had to get off my chest today. Um, and I'll, I'll see you guys Friday. Peace.